Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. We're here with our second edition of the Hurling podcast. And we're again joined by Simon Doherty as we look back on the two county finals that took place at the weekend. Um, so we now know the 2020 champions in both the junior and senior divisions. Creevoria, of course, are the new junior champions while Middletown once again um, retained their title and they are two in a row champions of the senior championship. So Simon, I suppose just a good weekend of Horland and our two tips come up. Yeah, well, first of all, Sean, thanks very much for inviting me on again. Really enjoyed last week, and uh, hopefully can give a bit of an analysis from uh, from Sunday's games. You know, two good games. You know, and, and both went to form. I believe. You know, we had sort of said last week that we expected Craverew and Middletown to sort of edge it slightly, and, and ended up that they did. Now the the margin of victory in both games was a little bit more than what I had actually expected. But you know, an overall successful championship, I believe, uh, both junior and senior. You know, we had. Uh, many games that were high scoring, you know, a lot of teams putting up big scores, and you know, that was evidenced again with Middletown. Middletown had twenty points at the weekend, you know, and, and Craverua had you know three twelve or three thirteen, like really really good shooting, and uh, oh, two two impressive victors as well in, in their respective finals. And goals is something we touched on in the preview, Simon, and that's we had to wait four minutes on Sunday for our first goal. There was an early goal in the junior game. I think it was a Tierno O'Hare got the first one. He, uh, or sorry, no, it was Conor McEvitt got the first one for Creevrua after four minutes, and that sort of puts Clevey under pre- serious pressure early on. You know, you think of the underdog coming in, you need a good start, and suddenly after four minutes, they're already four points down as Creevrua had hit 1 1. So that was obviously a big factor at the start of the game. Yeah, Creevrua really, really started the game well. You know, they were very aggressive right from the start. And- you, you could see that all over the field, you know, both on their backs. You know, Mickey Garvey was a great leader uh, for Craver, who's playing right half back, and you know, he was involved early on in terms of a couple of turnovers and then around the middle of the field. And you know, the, the goal from Connor McKevitt really sparked Craver in the life. You know, it was a fantastic solo goal, you know, and running right through, maybe about 30 or 40 metres right through the middle of the Kalevi defence and nearly taking the net off the, or, or the netting off the actual goal net. It was an incredible finish. Um, you know, really, really exciting goal for every spectator that was there as well. And you know, it really gave them that platform, as you say, Sean, you know, it put Kalevi on the back foot and they were playing into a slight breeze. They ended up bringing Davy Grant back a little bit to try and sort of shore up their defence a wee bit. And, you know, Davy was, was the main attacking threat for Kalevi and they ended up playing a lot of the first half in his own half in the, in the full back line or even the half back line. So, you know, it, it, it really limited their, their attacking potential, you know, and the second goal came with you know, Ryan Lewis, who was a sideline ball in played by McEvitt, you know, the goal scorer, he assisted the second goal and you know, Lewis got it, turned his man and absolutely roofed it into the back of the net. So, you know, being you know, four or five or six points, I think there were six points ahead at half time, you know, it really the damage was done in the first half for Craver and they played really, really well, you know, and I go back to that point that I made it right at the start in terms of their aggressiveness and their intent, you know, they stated their intent immediately. Kalevi came out in the second half uh, more fired up, as you would expect from, from any team, you know, chasing a lead. But you know, I think the damage was maybe done in the first half, Sean. And them two goals, obviously, as you say, they wore the difference at half time, two five to five points at half time. And I suppose it wouldn't be fair on any team in a championship final to say the game's over. But that that was obviously 
a big a big uh, margin for Clevy to try to claw back in the second half. And was there maybe a feeling that the game had sort of sort of got away from Clevy by half time? Well, Clevy really stepped it up in the third quarter. You know, they knew they needed to, and they did. Um, you know, they, they got themselves back into the game with uh, with a penalty. You know, Adam Matthews, you know, took his penalty well. You know, Ryan Lundy had played a really good game in goals, and and Adam slipped it away, passed him well. You know, and Davy Grant was playing further up the field at this stage. You know, they'd introduced Matty McAvoy at half time, and they were playing with a lot more intent. You know, but Craver weathered that storm. To be fair to them, Kilby never really you know got within sort of four points, five points, and you know Craver always had them at arm's length. And uh, you know, as the game sort of entered the the, the latter stages, you know that. Craver got a, a lucky enough goal, really. Tiernan O'Hare, who was exceptional all day, I think he finished with, with one eight to his name, and you know he, he, had, he had a goal from a, a sixty-five. I think that the goalkeeper maybe lost it in the, in the sun, but um, I think that really put the game to bed for Craver. You know they, they, they played really well throughout, and Kenny uh, definitely put it up to them in the third quarter. But once that third goal had gone in. You know, I think that was the the icing on the cake, really, for Craver. You know, Kalibi, you know, they tried in vain to get a couple of goals at the end, but the the, the Craver defence stood strong, and and uh, they weren't going to let anything else in. And you mentioned that goal that um, Adam Matthews penalty, and that came in the eighth minute of the second half. So when he scores that, there's only five points between the teams. That's early in the second half. It's sort of all to play for, but I suppose Kalibi, they just they didn't score again for the next fourteen minutes. And you know, in that time, Craver had scored a couple of points, and then eventually got the third goal. So, I suppose did Clevey not use that, you know, lifeline of goal? Did it not give them a bit of a boost till till drive on and maybe get something out of the game? Well, I think they'll look back on it with a little bit of regret in terms of their attacking play. You know, they had eleven wides by the end of the game, and you know, there there were certain stages in that third quarter where they had a little bit of momentum. And they were starting to get on top in certain areas of the field, but when they had their opportunities in front of goal, they were a little bit wayward in their shooting, and maybe weren't as economical as what they should have been. You know, sometimes guys were maybe shooting from the sideline and shooting from angles that weren't really sort of, you know, weren't realistic in terms of you know putting the ball over the bar. They should have maybe been a little more economical and trying to work the ball into the scoring zone, really, you know, more in front of the goals. So I think they'll look back at that sort of element of the game with the bit of regret that they didn't take more chances in that third quarter to really uh, put more pressure on Craver. You know, as you say, the goal brought them back to five points, but at that stage, you know, Craver were still, you know, they still had that little bit of a cushion, that little bit of a gap. You know, and if, if Canadian had taken those chances, you know, who knows what, what could have happened in the last 10 minutes, but unfortunately for them, they didn't, you know, and Craver capitalised with that third goal, and, and once the third goal went in, you know, there was only ever going to be one winner in the game. And you mentioned Clevy's um, David Grant in the preview, and you've spoke a bit about him there. Clevy were probably too over reliant on him. I think he got eight points of their one nine, and the majority from frees. They were probably just they were too reliant on him to get scores, and obviously he was getting them with his frees. But they didn't seem to have another option really going forward. Bar Grant. Yeah, David. David's a great player. You know, he's played some really, really good stuff for for Samiris University over the last number of years as well. And very, very talented technical player. You know, his technical skill is, is excellent, and you know, suppose Kalibi just relied on him a little bit too much. You know, as I mentioned earlier on, he Davy was playing a little bit deeper than what he would usually play in the first half. And, you know, at that stage, Kalibi probably needed 
you know, more attacking intent going forward. You know, I think the loss of, of Glenn McKeown was a big loss for Kalibi as well. You know, Glenn has a, a pretty serious hand injury and, and had been playing in around the middle of the field and had the capacity to get a number of scores himself throughout uh, the league campaign. You know, Matty McAvoy, another county player with Kalibi, you know, he was he was hamstrung. He, you know, he was only able to play in the second half, and you know, that 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 sort of limited Kalibi's attack and potential. But you know. As I mentioned earlier on, they had chances, you know, they had their opportunities, but uh, unfortunately for them, they, they, they didn't take them. But you know, look, looking at Craver, you know, Craver are far more economical in their in their, their scoring output. Ryan Lewis was on fire inside. You know, he, he finished with one three to his name. You know, and every time he got the ball, he looked as if he was you know, going to get a score. He was that dangerous. He was that lively inside. You know, McKevitt, Connor McKevitt, number eleven, was exceptional. Uh, he, was, he was really, really exciting in terms of any time he got on the ball, he was taking his man on. You know, he was drawing the defender and he was trying to get past him. He wasn't content to, uh, you know, just to shoot over the shoulder. He was trying to go for goal really every time, driving at the defence, trying to, to break through and, and, and trying to work as many opportunities as he could. You know, and you know, I thought young Ronan Casey was very good uh, corner forward for Craver too, very lively. Always sort of on the ball, created a lot of chances and, and won a few frees as well. He ended up getting on the score sheet too, so I think there's a, a player to watch out for the future as well. And of course, you have Mon and Watch Tierney O'Hare as well, who I think he picked up 1 7 or 1 8. He was obviously the big player for Creevery. You had mentioned him in the preview when he came up trumps. Yeah, you know, Tierney, Tierney's a great young man. He's a, he's, a, he's a tremendous dual player as well, you know, as well as his brother Oshin. But you know, he, when the chips were down, you know, at certain stages of the game when Kalibi were putting Craver under a bit of pressure, you know, Tiernan really was one of the guys in the Craver team that stood up and was counted for. You know, his accuracy from, from play and from freeze were was exceptional. You know, he scored a sixty five right on the sideline, which was you know, if Joe Canning had done it, he would have been waxing lyrical about it, it was that good. But, you know, his overall play was excellent as well, you know, and and, and you know, that that sort of was contributed to by other team members, you know, Faker Bradley, really, really experienced player up front. Now, he didn't get on the score sheet, but Faker was, was really good in terms of setting up opportunities, winning a couple of frees, using all of his, his craft and experience over the years, you know, and, you know, young players like, like Tiernan would have learned from the likes of Faker over the years, and, and you know, Paul Cunningham, the, the manager of Craver, a great player in his day as well, you know, the younger guys will have good role models within the club to look up to, so, uh, you know, the, the future's bright for Craver, absolutely. I suppose Craver are now junior champions. Um, what's what's next for them? It'll be a difficult step up to senior next year, you would imagine. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I hope that they do go up to the senior championship because I, I'm of the belief that if there are more teams playing in the senior championship, it can only benefit the teams, but also the county as a whole. You know, the, the more guys that are playing at a at a higher level in terms of uh, skill and quality. The better, you know, they'll improve as individual players. They'll improve as teams, and the overall county team will improve as well. So, I think that that Craver have put a lot of good work into their underage structures over the last number of years, and that's starting to bear fruit. You know, some of the younger guys, as we had mentioned previously, you know, were playing uh, the weekend. You know, and, and they have a very, very strong under seventeen team this year as well as last year. So, I think that that Craver are in a good place at the minute. You know. And, think that they'll uh, they'll push on over the next number of years hopefully and uh, they will step up to the senior championship and we'll move on to the senior championship now Simon on to the senior championship final that obviously took place on Sunday as well and as we mentioned at the start of the show Middletown um, have achieved the double 
they won not 20 to 1 6 on Sunday and bar a period of maybe 15 or 20 minutes at the start of the game it was a, a comfortable victory for Middletown yeah the opening 20 minutes was, was very close very very competitive you know Cahullians really started well and um, you know, they, they got an early goal which which put them ahead and you know, they were playing into a slight breeze playing up the hill and I think they would have been relatively happy with how they actually started the game you know Middletown were under a bit of pressure and uh, as the half wore on though Middletown used their experience and, and started to to hit over a number of long range scores. You know, Nathan Curry was he had number six on his back, but was playing sort of more as a centre half forward and Nathan got a couple of scores early on which, which settled the team and you know, Dean Gaffney was very, very reliable on the freeze too. And, and you know, as the half went on, you know, Middletown sort of got into their stride. Cuhullians were, were were staying with them to a certain degree, but you know, there was a goal chance then. I think it was twenty two minutes in and Neil Duffy had, had an opportunity for Cuhullians you know, and they were three points behind at that stage and, and, and Finty Woods came out really spread himself well in goals and, and made a good save ball went out for a 65 and, and they actually missed the 65 I think as well so that, that sort of you know, it was a big big turning point I, I, I thought in the, at the time that it would be a turning point and it proved that it was you know, Cuhullians if they had gotten that goal you know, it would have put them level with maybe seven or eight minutes to go of the half and, would have increased their own belief, but definitely as the half went on, Middletown, you know, were a lot more efficient in their shooting. You know, they, they were comfortable on the ball, they were confident in front of goal, and and uh, you know they got some great long range scores as well. Park Hughes got a great score. David Carvel got a beautiful score on the spin as well. So uh, Middletown got into their stride as the half went on. Yeah, and sort of the opposite of the Creveria game, that the favourites got a goal early on and sort of put a dampener on any sort of competitive game. This was the opposite. Cahullians got the goal, and although it wasn't a magnificent goal, it was a bit of a sloppy goal in at the edge of the square, but it, it went in, so that's all that mattered. But it it did give Cahullians that lift for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, but then, as you say, Middletown's experience started to sort of show their forward line were really good, and you mentioned it, the likes of Curry and Kjarvel and Dean Gaffney. And I suppose the Cahillians' defence, particularly in the first half, they were doing they were doing okay. The, the likes of Rice and McReynolds um, got a couple of turnovers, but the problem was, and I think you were talking about it in in the Armagh TV, every time they cleared the ball and tried to get reset, it was coming straight back in. And no matter how good your defence is, if the ball is constantly coming in, you're going to concede scores. Yeah, I thought... I thought uh Two Kaelins, Kaelin Rice and Kaelin McReynolds were actually very good at cornerback. You know, they, they, they played well. Cahullians were had a style of play that they were trying to carry the ball out of the defence, and you know, it was working to a certain degree. But once they got into that middle third, I think they needed to be continuing that style of play rather than sort of hitting it in too early. You know, we talk about the decision making zone in around that middle third of the field, and you know, once Middletown got into their decision making zone in the middle third, they were delivering good ball inside into their inside forwards and. You know, even if it was a simple pass, maybe to a guy 10 or 15 metres away in their half-forward line, they were then creating much easier chances. You know, as you say, Sean, you know, any good defence or any defence at all can, can only hold out for so long. And you know, as the half wore on, you know, Middletown really upped their game and you know started to, to, to get a lot of scores. You know, Paul Gaffney got a chipped in with a point. Uh, you know, Nathan Curry got another point or two, and you know, Curry showed a bit of his leadership too. You know, he was in terms of the tactical side of things because Curry was was playing as a centre forward but he was playing quite deep 
in around the middle of the field and it's, it's difficult for a defender to know do you stay, do you go, do you hold your position and you know, Nathan was got he was getting on a lot of ball there and you know, ended up really capitalising on it and uh, got a couple of scores, I think he got four maybe in the first half and one in the second uh, if my memory serves me right but you know, he had he certainly had a big impact on the game, you know. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, the free taking, like we, we we had spoken in our preview about how important free taking was gonna be for, for both teams, you know. Dean Gaffney was very good on the freeze, but Cahillions had missed a couple of frees as well and you know, in the first half and then at the start of the second half as well and you know, I think on reflection they'll probably re- regret those because along with that missed goal chance, you know, a couple of missed frees early in the second half and it really sort of, you know, knocked the stuff out of them a little bit, you know, they, they needed as many scores as they could to try and get back into the game and you know, it was a six point deficit at half time, so the middle time was six ahead and you know, once the Hollands didn't take their chances at the start of the second half, middle time really put the foot in the gas and, and really kicked for home. Yeah, we obviously we talk about the um middle time attack and the amount of scores and game winners they have in it, but Cahillians, I suppose, if you only score three points in each half, you are going to struggle. And maybe that's compliments too to the Middletown defence. I know the likes of uh, McKiernan dropping back into a sweeper role. You had Tiernan Nevin, as you predicted, number 15, coming back to play fullback. And Owen Curry, very good defender in there too. So I suppose it's it sort of, you know, Middletown really showed their strength all over the field in keeping Middletown to just three points in each half. Yeah, I thought Nevin was very, very good at fullback. Now you know, uh, you know he was attacking every ball and he was out in front of his man on numerous occasions. And you know, I thought he had a really solid game at fullback there. And you know, Shea Gaffney was wearing number three, but he was playing a little bit further out. And you know, Shea was solid too in defence. And as you say, Middletown's defence was very, very good. You know, I have to absolutely compliment them because you know they really snuffed out uh, nearly every opportunity that that came in for Cullians. You know, and was the game went on further, you know, the likes of Park Hughes, Polly Lapham, the two wing backs, they really settled into the game and, and they were able to pick out good passes to their, their half forward line, which which meant the Middletown guys further up the field were getting better ball, you know, better quality of ball, you know, they're getting the ball in better positions as well. And you know, it, it all adds up if, if they're able to get uh, better ball trans- transition from their half back line to their half forward line and then the ball going inside to the inside lads, you know, they're going to get more scores, and, and you know it's going to become easier in terms of the the, the scoring efficiency. You know if, if they're being presented with, with better ball in better areas. So, you know, Middletown were impressive that way. That they, they were their use of the ball. They were all very very comfortable on the ball and, and confident. I suppose they used their experience. You know they they've been in, in the Ulster Senior Championship over the last number of years. They've won the Ulster Intermediate Championship, competed uh, in, in the All Ireland series. You know on a couple of occasions. So they're a very experienced team. You know, very very experienced team, and they used all of that experience on Sunday past. You know, to, to really uh, weather any storm that Cahillians presented early, and then whenever they got in front, to really push for home. So it was an impressive display, to be honest, by And I suppose Cahillians, we sort of knew going into it that if they were going to spring a surprise and if they were going to win, they needed everybody to play well for them. They needed everything to go well for them, and maybe Middletown to have an off day. And I suppose that that took a big hit before the game we knew Sean Muldoon wasn't going to be playing um, he had a bad ankle injury and then it was announced that Kieran Clifford also wasn't going to play so you're down two, two players before you even start and then of course the red card in the second half as well to Duffy so 
they were sort of on the back foot straight away from the start without without the likes of Clifford playing. And once they're trying to mount a comeback in the second half, they go down to 14. So they were really up against it, Simon. Yeah, well, the two guys that you mentioned, you know, Cairn and, 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 and Sean, you know, both county players, you know, Sean represents Tyrone, he, he's an English man, but he, he hurls for good Highlands, you know, and, and Cliff has, has played with Armagh for a long time, you know, and you know, Cliff's a teacher and, and uh, Patrick, and I know there are a couple of issues there, just with the whole sort of pandemic, you know, in, in, in certain schools and Patrick, so definitely a big loss, you know, Sean was out with an ankle injury, and, and Cliff, you know, the, being the late withdrawal, it was... Uh, it's definitely difficult now for Cahillians. You know, it was an uphill battle straight away, and you know, as you say, Sean, you know, they would have made it their full panel available. You know, full fifteen, uh, top fifteen selected. You know, to take the field, and, and they were definitely without two leaders. You know, and the red card there to Neil Duffy. You know, I think it was an off the ball incident. We didn't really catch it in the, in the commentary area, and uh, once Cahillians went down to fourteen men, it was it was very difficult. You know, once once you're chasing the game. Uh, at any stage, you know, against a, a team like Middletown, an experienced team like Middletown, it's always difficult. But once they went down to fourteen men, you know, with the deficit that they had, it was it was always going to prove an incredibly difficult task to, to master. But um, credit to Middletown too, you know, they, they used the, the spare man to their advantage. You know, they they, they dropped Kieran McKernan back and, and Paddy McBride played a little deeper, playing at midfield, but sort of held a little bit deeper. You know, just to shore up that defence and just to make sure that. Any onslaught coming in from Cahillians was rebelled. I suppose we've we've mentioned the the whole um, Middletown team. Um, the they all had good games, but Nathan Curry obviously was superb. He scored five or six points. Um, I think there was one in the first half. There was a bit of a rock, and I think it was Marty Moan threw it out to him, and it was a superb point. Just didn't even look at the target. Just swung the ball up and swung it over the bar. Um, and he's well deserving of the Monomacho Award, Simon. He's obviously Nathan's been a warrior for Middletown on Armagh for years now, and it was nice to see him getting Mono Match, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Curry was was excellent the other day. He really played well, and you know, as we said, he, you know, number six in his back, you know, has played at centre half for for club and county for a long time, but over the last year or two, has been playing further up the field, you know, mid- middle of the field or sometimes the half forward line and I've even seen him play at number 14 a couple of times as well but you know he was playing at centre forward on, on Sunday and you know as I mentioned earlier on in terms of the tactical side I think Nathan was playing a little bit deeper playing in around the middle of the field and you know found himself in a lot of space uh, on a number of occasions and really capitalised on that you know he used all of his craft and his experience to, to get into those good positions and to, to, to be available for a pass you know whenever the, the scoring opportunity was on and showed all of his leadership skills as well you know and you know, I see I spoke to Nathan on Linwood's Armagh TV after the game you know and the first thing he said to me was you know the man of the match award is, is a team effort you know and I thought that was that was a nice touch you know he was he was very humble very he's a very humble guy but he was very humble on Sunday you know very complimentary of his teammates you know Middletown had 10 different scores on Sunday as well you know that that, that shows that they were really sort of you know, dominated the game and, and were very, very impressive all over. You know, and you find you've, you've 10 scores as well. It's a very impressive statistics. So, uh, yeah, well done, Nathan and his teammates. And Simon, Nathan, like yourself and like a lot of um, the other players on show on Sunday, is they're going to be back into county training now um, that the club championship's over. So I suppose, just to wrap up, how much are you looking forward to getting back till 
the county set up and back uh, is of Leitrim now on the 24th of October? Yeah, that's right, Leitrim and the Athletic Grounds on the uh, the 24th, Saturday the 24th. So, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's, we're, we're really looking forward. It's, it's, it's really strange, you know, that we played our National League final, what, six months ago? And, you know, we haven't played a club championship yet, or sorry, a county championship yet. You know, obviously the, the clubs have taken precedent, which I think has been magnificent. You know, I, I played with St John's and Antrim, you know, we've had our club championship, the Armagh club championship just finished, you know, it's... I think it's brilliant that the clubs and the grassroots have been to the fore of the GA this summer. You know, we were all sort of hoping uh, three, four, four and a half months ago that we would get any sort of games at all. And you know, the fact that we've had such a very, very competitive Armagh Club Championship, you know, it augurs well for the inter county scene. You know, there's a lot of guys looking forward to to getting back and getting at it. You know, and and the management team are looking forward to it as well. You know, but we'll not be looking past the challenge of Leitrim. You know, the Leitrim will be coming to the athletic grounds, you know, a place that has been a, a fortress for us for a number of years. You know, we've always taken great pride in, in playing and winning in the athletic grounds and having that winning mentality, you know. Look, it'll be, it'll be a difficult match. You know, Leitrim are coming off the high of winning the Laurie Maher Cup last year, you know, in dramatic circumstances as well. And you know, We were playing the same day in, in Croke Park you know, against Sligo in the final and it's a sore one to look back upon because you know enter an injury time we were we were a point ahead and then three or four minutes later we were, we had lost the game so you know it's something that that you know it's still in the memory it's still in, our, in the back of our heads and you know we would love nothing more than to get back to Coop Park and, uh, and to put right some of the wrongs of last season but we're not looking past the challenge of Leitrim you know training and preparation will be good over the next number of weeks so well, there'll be a couple of uh, real sort of challenge games to get guys ready for, for that in terms of playing together as a team again. You know, guys are looking forward to it. You know, we're, we're really, really uh, looking forward to the opportunities that lie ahead. That's brilliant, Simon. Uh, thanks very much for joining us and discussing the two county finals with us. And best of luck for the rest of the year with Armagh. And we'll maybe get you back on um, in round that twenty fourth to get you to talk about our the Armagh and Leitrim game if you'd be happy enough to come on. And the best of luck for the rest of the year. And uh, once again, thanks for joining us. Grammy and Margaret, Sean. Amor, Slap. The game changer slips inside.